So a couple of weeks ago, I was in a car accident. It was a really silly, stupid car accident. I was on a residence, my residential street. I was pulling into my driveway and the young man in back of me tried to pass me as I was turning into my driveway. So I'm turning left and he tried to pass me on my left and he hit me on the side of my car, the driver's side of my car. And, you know, God bless him. He's 21 years old and he rolls down his window and he says, you, you turned in front of me. Oh man. (laughs) And I said, I said, sir, I am in front of you. (laughs) It's, this all that's the only way I can turn is in front of you. We're, you you know you're following me down a residential street. I slow down. I don't understand what in his brain was like she's driving too slow. Let me pass her. I literally slowed down right before I got to my house. So, you know what logic says, you know, she must be turning into a driveway because you're driving down a residential street. But anyway, he tried to pass me, hit me ended up getting the citation. La, 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 la. So we put our car, put the car in the shop to get the body repaired. Both me and Eddie have cash cars. Okay. So our fear was, gosh, the body repairs are going to be um, more than what the car is worth. They're going to end up totaling this car out. So, you know, we were, we didn't really know how it was going to shake down, but they ended up, the repairs ended up being under the worth of the car. And so it was in the shop for about 10 days while, um, it did not get out of the shop until the day we were leaving for vacation for spring break. Literally, we had packed the rental, drove to go pick up my car, unpacked the rental, put all the stuff back Gosh. into my car and got on a road to Pine Mountain, Georgia, where we were vacationing. So the day before that, my husband's car breaks down. So we're like, oh man. And so he's all stressed. How am I going to get to work next week? Yada, yada, yada. Because, you know, we did get it looked at to see what was wrong with it. $500 to get it fixed, which is not a big deal when you got cash cars. You're, you're literally dropping three, four, $500 at any time to get something maintenance or repaired. It comes with the package with, you know, when you're maintaining a, a paid for cash car, you know, that's older. And, um, but on top of that, he needed his air conditioning fixed, which was something we were going to spend the money on in April before it got really hot in Atlanta. But now we got to put that money towards, you know, the $500. And then he had another $1,500 worth of just maintenance things. So, you know, we're in the two, two you know, going towards $3,000 worth of repairs. And I'm like, okay, the car probably not even worth that. It, it's time to get another car. And so when we were on vacation, we just start talking about that, you know, let's just replace the car. Let's get a dependable car. Let's get a new car. And once we went down that path, my husband gets, he gets locked. I mean, cars are his thing. Okay. Uh, once I was like, let's just replace one of these vehicles. Let's replace your vehicle with a newer car. Let's do it. And he figured out how to replace both of them under the budget. Okay, so we knew how much we could spend on a monthly payment. He found two vehicles that were going and got pre-approved for both of them. Hold on, hold on. Shout out Eddie Mason. Yes, and when I tell you he gets locked, he gets locked. And so this man went and got approved for the cars, found them on the lots, and wow. he was like, 
let's go get our cars. So we, on the way home, we stopped by the dealership to go pick up the cars. Literally, we were going to buy these cars. The, the car that he wanted to drive was already sold. The one that I was getting from me was there. And um, so, you know, we get the car, but we drive back home in, you know, the car that we had just got repaired the, from the accident, which was the car I was driving. And so we just switched. So now you take, I'll take the larger car because I'm always toting the kids around. I took that one and he took the car that I was driving. So I'm like, problem solved. We have two working vehicles on word Christian soldiers. Let's, you know, we got the problem solved. No, Eddie's not done. <laughs> Cause now he's oh. like, he's got the bug. No, I want a car. I want another car. And I'm like, but we don't need it anymore. We don't need it anymore. It, it just became this big, I mean, he was like, and I was like, I refuse to trade the car for less than it's worth. We can sell it, pocket some of that money and use it for a down payment on another car. He's like, no, let's just trade it. And I'm like, you know, he just, I can't, I can't stop him right now. So now he's like, once the door was opened on new car purchase, yeah. I can't close it anymore. And I just got to let him be. I literally have to pray. I'm like, God, I can't stop it. Just make sure whatever decision is made is for the best of our family. Because <laughs> I'm like, I have to let him go. He's really, he got locked on it. But that's how he is about cars. And I feel like Rod has the same situation about. <laughs> what is he into that he gets oh. kind of um, really locked in or focused on that, you know, you really can't, he can't hear you anymore. Well, honestly, because I was thinking about that, it changes for him. Like, oh. um, we have the Nest, which is a programmable thermostat. He He's obsessed with that thing, for example. <laughs> like, we have to have the talk frequently that, honey, your wife is in her early 40s. Like, I'm in an eternal hot flash right oh, now. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I have to be able, I think when we first got the nest, I couldn't even, I didn't even know how to adjust. And I am technically astute, okay? But there are, <laughs> there are certain things I don't want to get that technical with. You know what I mean? Like I just like a want some things, mm -hmm. yeah, I just want some things to be simple. I, I'm all for it being programmed to like, you know, be different at certain times of day. But listen, when I am here and I am sweating just like, cooking dinner or God forbid sweating, just sitting watching TV or something. I'm turning that sucker down. <laughs> and at first I couldn't do it. So we had to have that conversation and like three o'clock to like seven o'clock every afternoon, I need it to be sub zero in here. <laughs> you know, like everyone's home and driving each other crazy. I'm trying to transition from work to mom. Um, everyone's crap is all over the place and I have to get dinner together. That just thinking about that makes me sweat. <laughs> we have this big bay window that faces, I guess it kind of faces Southeast. I don't know why the sun blasts in there in the afternoon. That doesn't even make sense, but it does. <laughs> There's no covering it. It's blasting in my kitchen and living room and so yeah, like the nest is just an example of an obsession for Rod Burton. He has a weather obsession. Oh. He has a news obsession. Um, you know, he'll just get on a roll about things and he's there right now. It's this podcast, which thank well, you, thank Jesus. Thank God. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's obsessed with my microphone and yes, your microphone. Rod. And We um, love you, Rod, right now. Thank you. Yes. I love you always, honey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he just, he'll, he'll find a thing and he will, he, <laughs> it's like they, it's like a, you know, think of a dog that biting down on something that they won't it let is. go. That's what he, what this is about this car. And I'm just, I literally had to just like, this is the danger zone. Step back. Let <laughs> him go through whatever he has yes. to go through to end up, <laughs> You know, but I was like, ooh. I mean, it just really was that kind of, I got to step back and just let him go through the process because yeah. once that door was open, but anyway, God bless men who at least know how to go find the car, know how to go get approved for the car and walk up in there and negotiate like a boss. So I appreciate that because there there is a win on that side. And I appreciate Rod because we're benefiting from his obsession <laughs> right now. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear it for the boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Drop the intro rod. Hey everyone, welcome to the Refreshed Life Podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, creator of Refreshed Moms, where I help mompreneurs find the time they need in order to make the money they desire. And I'm Kelly Capriotti Burton, a writer and encourager finding the humor, grace, and happily ever afters in complicated relationships. We've come together and created this space to empower moms and women to be healthy, strong, emotionally well, and successful in their businesses and their families. Oh, that sounds good to me. Grab your favorite coffee mug. We definitely have ours and hang with us. We can promise you diverse perspectives, positive outlooks, and likely a few fun rabbit holes along the way. Here we go, guys. Okay, so solo episode today solo meeting just me and you and this was kind of you know a lot of our episode topics me and kelly do very little brainstorming on topics now we we did but we referenced our brainstorm list <laughs> we don't <laughs> a lot i don't know why we every week we're like well what are we talking about well golly didn't we write down like 72 topics <laughs> why are we we're all- being authentic we're authentic is it that what it is spirit led we're also spirit led yeah i think that's what it is i don't know i don't know why we always feel like we don't have nothing to talk about because we went away for a weekend and literally filled a wall of topics so that's just really crazy (laughs) but um this was top of mind which also does lend to authenticity and allows us to speak from a place of where we are so we do like how that comes across once we lay it down in audio but we wanted to talk about taking breaks because I'm fresh I'm fresh off of one and you are about to go into one yes well kind of well your kids are about to go into one (laughs) yeah the kids get a break that's like working double time for me yeah yeah (laughs) but we're going to talk about taking a break and um I don't know if that's interesting to people, but what I have found last year, I wrote a blog and I'll link to it in the show notes. If I remember, (laughs) I wrote a blog, Brandon, remember for me, I (laughs) wrote a blog on, do you need a vacation from your vacation? And the premise of that blog was, do you take a vacation and come home and say, I need a week off just to recuperate from the vacation. And 
my challenge was, are we really taking vacations? Are we really using the time that we're setting aside for vacation to refresh, recoup and re-up? And many times that's not what we're doing. We have a couple of shows that we did last year around the holidays around that very specific thing about, you know, spending the Christmas holiday doing all the things and you're spinning your wheels and not even being in touch with the meaning of that holiday or that season. And, you know, the opportunities to invest in your family and into yourself and into your faith, because you know, you're, you're cooking for all the potlucks. So let's not get on the potluck. Oh, potluck train again, (laughs) but you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) We don't know how to, well, we as mothers, as doers, as givers, don't always know how to refresh when we are declaring a break. Yes. So we wanted to spend time on this episode, just investigating this a little bit and hopefully empowering you to do better when it's really time for you to step back and um, refresh yourself. I mean, the show Mm -hmm. is called the refresh life, right? So let's talk a little bit about how we can use breaks to do so. The rabbits are running all over the place in my head right now. Like you opened up a big trail with that potluck in the holidays, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We need to do that this holiday yeah, season because that's coming. super important. <laughs> well, I think that the first thing, and you are very good at this, is knowing when you need a break. And you mm-hmm. guys, we all need breaks routinely, okay? But we're talking about like, if I have to do this one more day, violence will be committed like Mm -hmm. that level of break how how can you know how can you forecast into um the year the season the semester maybe the month and say i'm gonna need a break right here and i really want you to take the lead on answering that deanna because i feel like you have honed in on it Mm -hmm. through some pain Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you have actually come up with tools to help you do that and help others do that. So mm-hmm. how, how do we know when is when? Well, there's a, there's a few things. I can talk about this from a daily situation. I can talk about this from, you know, a weekly rhythm situation. And I can talk about this on the yearly, you know. I actually have taught workshops on these things, daily, weekly, quarterly, yearly. The, the skill set is in the forecasting, but um, let me talk about it from the yearly perspective right now. So I've been homeschooling. This is my ninth year homeschooling. And for those first six years or so, seven years possibly, <laughs> I ignored the rhythms of when, not just me, but my children needed downtime. And I would try to push through them, especially, gosh, when we were living in Chicago, the um, cabin fever was fierce come February, come March. And we needed to get out of the house. We, you know, we just needed something different. And we were climbing the walls and work was not really getting done. So you really have to, you know, question whether or not it's even worth maintaining, you know, the schedule at that point when nothing's getting done. And so I had to sit back and realize, okay, what parts of the year need to be slower and literally mark a calendar. Okay. Holiday season, 
Mm. By the second week of December, everything needs to shut down until after New Year's. We just need to shut everything down. If it's a three-week off break, that's what we need. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to, you were just going to stop. I don't care. It's going to be a hard stop. I don't care where they are in their curriculum. I don't care. We're going to stop because it, it's not even worth it to try to, well, if we can just get to this lesson or we can just get to this point, it just became not even worth it. We're just going to shut down and you won't see this again until, you know, January 7th or whatever. And that is, can I just say as a former homeschooler, that's got to be one of the perks that, that you can make that decision. You don't have to abide by traditional calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, the, mm-hmm. Yeah. The last year we homeschooled, we ended up, I ended up calling the whole month. I mean, and I had a one-year-old and the girls were involved in some different productions. And I'm like, you know what? This is school right now. Mm-hmm. Getting through this month, daddy's traveling. We've got rehearsals all over town almost every day. This is our Christmas. We'll take some time and bless some people and, you know, figure out some math when we're baking cookies. But sometimes, you know, yes, embrace the fact that you are homeschooling for that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Even when you're not homeschooling, if your kids, you know, go to traditional school, understanding the rhythms of the whole home for the children, for yourself, even during the school year, knowing when you need to pull back from activities and extracurricular, knowing when it's time to, okay, we're not committing to anything during this time. We're going to plug in as family. We're going to sleep. We're going to rest. Knowing when those things are key, knowing when your children don't need to go to school, even though, you know, it's a missed day. We just had this with my son. You know, he was dealing with allergies and literally got in the car and said, I can't even pay attention in class. My eyes are itching so bad. And so the next day I'm like, you are staying home. We're getting this under control. I'm not sending you back to school knowing that you're struggling with these allergies and you will not go back until your eyes are not itching and you're not sniffling. I mean, that's literally what, I didn't know if it was going to be 24 hours, 48 hours. I really didn't know, but we got, I talked to a friend who's a um, doctor in pharmacy. She mapped out a plan for me. This is what you're going to do. And she told me exactly what to do. And sure enough, by the next morning, he was ready to go back to school. But just under the whole point is understanding and respecting rhythms, Mm -hmm. understanding and respecting the signs. So on the annual basis, I had certain parts of the year where I knew this thing, certain things are not happening. And whenever I ignored it, things broke bad for me and they broke bad for my family. And I just two years ago just said no more. No more. You already know what summer needs to look like. You don't need to do any flashcards. Y'all don't need to be doing all, you know, just rest. I don't care if my kids spend all day on Xbox during the summer. I don't care. I don't. That's how they rest. That's how they recoup. That's how they refresh. The whole household is happier when they get to choose how they rest because they're not telling me not to binge on Netflix. That's how I like to rest, you know, or right now, binging on um, Amazon Prime with the practice. <laughs> That's yes. what I'm watching right now. But, you know, they're not coming at mom. You don't need to be watching that. They're not, you know, I don't want them to. You know, this is how I rest. This is how I recoup. So that's how they do it. And I don't, you know, you know, I don't. Anyway. So that's really the way I do it. I, I have forecasted the times that have historically been bad. Yes. And I stopped trying to push through it. You're going to take a break during this time. We, me and my husband are just now to the point that he is on board with, we need to take a break as a family every quarter. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus, that he finally sees that it's not just me and the kids that need to take some time off. He needs to take time off as well. And we need to do it together. And now he's like, let's make this happen every single quarter. Let's just go get an Airbnb somewhere. Let it be driving the driving distance. So it's easy to get there. And let's just go and sleep and eat and, you know, connect, play board games, whatever it is. Let's just go be family and let's sleep. And Deanna, that's so important because culture, again, will tell us that a break needs to look a certain way. And this kind of leads to our talking about how to take a break. Our family, there was like 15 of us that went on a cruise this past Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our heads, it was planned like a year in advance. And in our heads, it's like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. We got there and for like two afternoons, maybe three, I think it was only a four-day cruise, my family, like just my husband and I and our three young kids who were in the room with us, we went back to that room after lunch and we turned on like TNT, whatever movie happened to be playing Twister mm-hmm. or whatever. Everyone's <laughs> laying in bed, even our then three-year-olds and like just, just chilling. And the second day I was like, is this Okay. And my husband, who's older and not having it anymore with what culture tells us, he's like, yeah. And I started thinking about it like, we never do this at home. Mm -hmm. We don't lay around in the middle of the afternoon and just chill and not have cell service. Thank you, Lord. Um, That was very telling to me. Like, we need this. We need true downtime, however it looks for us. And we need to let go of these preconceived ideas of what a break looks like. So I am amening everything Mm -hmm. you just said and talking about how, how to take a break. I think unplugging is so important, but here's the deal again. Unplugging for me is good for me because when I'm in social media or online, I'm really pouring out and giving and analyzing, oh my gosh, I need to go back and comment on that person's post Mm -hmm. because I don't want her to think this or you know, I need to post about that because that's a cause I believe in and I'm probably going to want them to share my post later. But, you know, like it's like all cylinders going when I'm on social media. So I can't effectively take a break and have my phone in my hand. Mm-hmm. My husband can. It's, it's different for him. It's pure recreation for him. So I don't need to say, honey, put your phone down yeah. and read a book like me. I yeah. need to let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are times when we want to pay attention to each other and not have anything in our hands or in front of our eyes, but I don't need to tell him how to do it any more than I want him to tell me, put the book down or Mm -hmm. turn Netflix off, God forbid. Um, (laughs) Some people, I remember growing up, my mom would always say, and we did not vacation every year growing up. but we, it was always hotels and restaurants for us. We mm-hmm. never stayed in like a cabin or a rented house or anything. And my mom's like, cooking is not a vacation for me. And that's, I totally respect that. I don't mind cooking on vacation because there's a certain freedom in it. Mm-hmm. And people I feel like are more willing to help wash the dishes when mm-hmm. you're on vacation because we're on vacation. Like, right. yeah, we'll stack them up all day and we'll wash them tonight while we're dancing to a goofy song. Like there's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. So taking a break looks different for everyone and, you know, figure out what it is and just, just embrace it. Don't mm-hmm. worry about what, you know, parents magazine or your mom 
or your neighbors. Just do what works for you. Find, as Deanna said, find the rhythm of your family and embrace it because that's what's going to make it a break. Yeah. And so when you're trying to figure out what to do, when you're taking a break, it's very relative to the person in the family. You know, I take breaks as an individual and then we take breaks as a couple. Then we take breaks as a family and what fills me up and what refreshes me that those are the things that I do. A lot of activity doesn't refresh me. So for some people, a lot of active play, like mini golf and um, miniature golf and um, bowling or, you know, going to, you know, fun things, Dave and Busters or whatever, just being able to play is refreshing for them. It's not for me. You know, now I can, I can fold an activity in here or there, but I'm introverted. I can't take a lot of it all the time. So like going to Disney for us, we don't do Disney the same way you do Disney. You know, you and your family, like go to all the parks and, you know, you guys enjoy it and love it. For me, when me and my family go, the, um, like the passes to get into all the parks has never been attractive to us because we know we're going to do one park. We're going to do one park and do it big on one day. Then we're going to take, you know, the rest of the vacation, you know, last time we went, we actually did one Disney park and then we did one universal park. It was a seven day vacation. And so we only spent two days. Wow. Parking. Yeah. That's unfathomable to us. Right. But (laughs) that's all, that's the way we like to do it because we like to sit by the pool. We like to, you know, you know, just sleep in and watch Netflix and play games. We like spending time like that. And quite frankly, most of the time, by the time we get ready for vacation, we have like a few days in front of us where we just need to sleep. And then once we catch up on our sleep, we're like, okay, let's, we're ready to get out of the timeshare or whatever it is that, you know, the Airbnb, whatever it is that we're staying in, we're ready to go. But that's just my family. We already know that whenever we have activity planned every single day, when we get back home, we're going to need a vacation from the vacation. And so it just doesn't work for us. And, quite, and my children have come along for that ride. They, they, they are not always asking to go somewhere or get out of the house. They like being slow with each other. Even like for on a weekly basis, we take a Sabbath rest every Saturday. At least me and the kids do. Eddie, Eddie's kind of rolls into Sunday. But me and the kids, every Saturday, we're like, we don't do chores. We don't do work. We don't do anything. And my children now look forward to it. Kendall, even this week, was like, oh, man, it's almost Saturday. And we're just not going to do anything. I mean, she's excited about a day of nothing. And I'm like, man, what a gift to give her to already know how to set aside rest in her week. And they're looking forward to it now because they know we're not expecting anything of them. They can do whatever they want to do and relax however they want to relax so they can re-up for the next week. So what do you do? Or, you know, I can talk a little bit about what not to do. (laughs) Hmm. So when you do take a break, what you are not going to do are activities that deplete you. You have to understand what those are. They may be different from your husband's. They may be different from your children's. I promise you they're different from the other people outside of your family mm-hmm. because they're going to be like, Hey, are you available to do this? Or, Hey, can you, um, volunteer here? Or you're going to look like, okay, I got a week off. Now I'm available to take part 
in this activity? Not really. Not really. Because sometimes <laughs> we look at, you know, you know, when I'm not taking a break, I never have a chance to be a part of this activity. So when I take a break, I'm going to now fill my time with more activity. The stuff that I don't get to do when I'm busy, I'm going to fill my break time with those things. That's not taking a break unless those things actually refill your cup. Well, and that's, um, that leads to a point that we've talked about in the past is figuring out and then honoring the different personalities in the family, because sometimes you do have to strike a balance. Um, you know, my husband and my oldest, and when I talk about my children, I'm just going to talk about the three that are still in our household. So my husband and my oldest daughter, they are definite introverts. Mm. They're happy being alone. Miranda's okay, you know, being in her room all day with TV and books and, and coffee because she's like the oldest 12-year-old. <laughs> um, you know, they're good with that and they would be good with that on vacation. And now my 11-year-old daughter and my 4-year-old son, they want to engage constantly. And I truly live somewhere in the middle of those two things. I can engage and go and give and do and run until I just can't. Um, so I am usually the one that's going to step up on vacation or a break and say, okay, we'll go do this. We'll go do this. We'll go do this. I realize there's a time coming when I won't have to do that for them. You know what I mean? They'll get to a certain age where they can truly entertain themselves, obviously not dropping them off at the magic kingdom for the day, but they won't need an adult to constantly engage. But I just think that's important that that's part of that selflessness of parenting, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it still has to have a boundary. Yeah. We're coming up on, you know, a period of time where the kids have a break and I don't, and we can, you know, talk about that more in depth, but we're going to have to reach an understanding, even with the four-year-old, mommy can't entertain you right now. <laughs> I'm not on a break just because you are, I can't engage just because you want to. We can serve our children and also protect our own needs at the same time. It just mm -hmm. takes a little trial and error. Yeah, and communication. Um, you know, it's not all about you and your break, but you do have to understand how you break in order to communicate it to everybody else and so everybody gets their needs met. So that's really yes. important. But you got to know what refreshes you so you know what a break needs to look like. Mm-hmm. So – what do you do when you need one and you can't take one? Because, hmm. you know, most of us are not independently wealthy. Sometimes we can't <laughs> just take the time off we need. Well, this, okay. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to think, I'm just trying to think how I want to formulate this answer, you know, for myself. So there comes times in my week where I can tell, oh man, I'm about to hit a wall. Okay. But I know that I'm not about to take the day off because I can't afford to take the day off or whatever. So I try to rearrange what I have to do in a way that's more palatable or more manageable. And then I also have things that I do to help me push through times of busy and work. I actually just did a Facebook live on this this week and refresh live show. It should be a blog by now. So I'll go ahead and link to that. 
Um, and I think it's called um, what to do when you have to work, but you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link to that blog post, but um, there are things that I do that help me um, relax a bit, play music, light candles, have a favorite drink, wear comfortable clothes, change my environment, um, co-work with somebody to, you know, make it more fun. There are certain tools that I reach for when I'm like, man, I got to push through this and I got to get it done. There are other times where it's hard to forecast that you are going to hit a brick wall. Sometimes those brick walls come without any warning because you didn't realize that you've kind of overcommitted or, you know, or things have happened that you weren't planning for that have allowed your capacity to be depleted faster than what you thought. Like that could be a sick child. It could be a, a child that's not behaving their best that week or, you know, whatever, or something that's happened in your extended family that's um, depleting you emotionally. There are things that we can't forecast for. And at that point, what I have done is, okay, I'm realizing how I'm feeling physically. I'm realizing how I'm feeling mentally and emotionally. I got to make room to address this in the coming days, some kind of way. And so now I'm rescheduling appointments and I'm moving things around because I already know I'm not going to want to work Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to need some extra time. I'm making a lighter homeschool schedule, uh, homeschool day. We're not going to, you know, me and Kendall are going to document, watch some documentaries. We're going to do some art. We're going to have a very light day or we're going to take a field trip. We're going to get out of the house. So we're going to go to a coffee shop and we're going to um, do some Pomodoros together. You know, I just shift it. I change things up. I get my permission for things to not look like how I planned in order to hold space for that depletion. So that's, that's what I do. I, you know, what my coach told me um, when we were launching this um, podcast and she could see, because every week, you know, we report what I'm, what I'm trying to get done, what I'm trying to get done. And she was like, okay, Deanna, once this podcast is, oh, no, she was, she basically was like, okay, I see how busy you are this week. You have permission next week to slow it down. Mm, and I, which, you know, I couldn't slow it down that week, but I was like, I can't slow down next week, but the week after is spring break and I'm about to slow it real down that week. Yeah. I just, I knew I had one more week of push because we had a hard, you know, deadline to launch the podcast, but just her saying, you know, realize the rhythm that you've been, you've been, you've been pouring, pouring, pouring for like three weeks straight, Deanna. It's okay to give yourself permission to slow it down next week. And so that's what I do It's everything doesn't always have to get done. And I'll look to see, okay, what can come off? What can be shifted? Who can I communicate with to reschedule something um, to lighten the load? And to give myself some breathing room in order to recuperate from that emotional, that mental, that physical depletion that I wasn't um, expecting. So that's kind of that's kind of what I do when I know I can't take a real break. I can't set aside days at a time to not do. I make different pockets of opportunity to rest and refresh I cancel. I just decide I'm not going to the thing. Something might be on my calendar that I was committed to going to. I'm not going to go to that. That's just not going to happen. I had all intentions of going when I put it on my calendar, but I don't 
it's not going to happen this week. I can't pull it off. And just being okay with that and being okay with disappointing some people maybe, but that's what I do. What about you? I think that the key to this as many things that we talk about on the show is owning your schedule. And again, for moms, even when your kids are older, sometimes especially when they're older and they have their own things going on, you got to own your family schedule too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, we, my kids start spring break this afternoon when we're recording this. And um, Miranda, my, my introvert, has two birthday parties in 24 hours. One is a lock-in. These children of mine do not like spending the night places. Mm-hmm. She wants to go to this lock-in. And then tomorrow night, she's invited to like a sweet 16 bowling pizza party. So I'm forecasting of that child is going to be good for nothing Sunday. Nothing. I may not even make her go to church. <gasps> Cut your pearls. I might not <laughs> even make her go to church because that's like more social interaction than she has in a month sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just not her. And she had a really crazy, busy, weird day at school today. She's participating in festivals at two different schools, one with dance team, one with orchestra. Like she's going to be done. Um, so I set that in one place. We've got an adult night scheduled for Saturday. I set that in one place. Um, I've got different childcare needs next week because it's spring break for the kids. But guess what? I'm on a church staff and it's almost Easter. <laughs> <laughs> That's like prepping for the Super Bowl. Right, right. And thankfully, you know, uh, I work for people who honor rhythms. They're like, okay, everyone hit it hard Monday and Tuesday. Work Wednesday if you have to. Thursday, Friday, office is closed. Um, thank goodness. So, you know, I don't have as much as much moving around as I need to. But just like you said, I'm looking at the calendar. Okay, where are the breaks for Miranda? Where are the breaks for Rod and I together? Where are the breaks for just me? Mm-hmm. Where can I take time with the kids and maybe like some of our, our family friends together? And all these things are being planned. And maybe planning doesn't sound like, you know, part of a break to you, but I don't know how you get one without planning. It's, yeah. a, it's a puzzle. And once you get used to it, it becomes so much easier. But the key to it for me is organizing because when I have things planned, when I know that Tomorrow morning, tomorrow, I don't have to leave the house until like five o'clock tomorrow evening if I don't want to. I can run like heck the rest of the week knowing Mm -hmm. that I have Saturday to refresh myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I just flew by the seat in my pants all week, I would probably have five errands to run tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, The forecasting element is your friend. Are you going to nail it all the time? You are not. But that's why the planning and forecasting is key because if you're never ahead of it, if you're never holding space or making room um, to slow down, then you literally are just getting it as you can. There's enough unexpected circumstances that are going to happen without us planning for them. Mm -hmm. you know, ahead of time, they're going to happen regardless. So it's best to make a plan for the things you already know It's best for you to make a plan for, I know I'm going to feel like this. So let me not even try to be something that I'm not going to be. (laughs) 
when you know it already, you know, you got to respect that because there's coming a day, coming a week. Like I had one like this yesterday where something's going to get thrown at you that you weren't expecting. That's going to throw you off your game. So you can't do anything about those, but you can do things about the stuff you already know. And that's where we're missing the mark. We're not slowing down enough to um, create the margin in our lives to rest when we already are educated enough about our family and ourselves to know that it's needed. So you go ahead. (laughs) I felt like we were both about to say something. (laughs) That's um, to me kind of an extra definition in mom boss. We, um, and this is a little bit of a sidebar, but my husband and I, you know, we're almost in different generations. He is 55 and I am 42. And sometimes it doesn't matter. And sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. And we've been having a lot of conversations lately about gender roles and gender equality and feminism and what that looks like. And as a father of three daughters, he takes that very seriously. Um, one of the things he says constantly, here I go getting emotional again. Why does this happen to me? Um, is that he's like, I don't, I don't want men and women to be equal. He said, I want women to be better, frankly. He said, you have a certain role in our family that I'll never have. And I look at that like, yeah, I don't – listen, when I fold towels <laughs> – there's like five different places the towels go in our in our not huge house, okay? And I was folding towels one day and I'm like, if I die, you won't have any idea where any of these yeah. go. And I'm okay, you know, I'm okay with that. But it's like moms keep a huge part of that machine running. We make it possible that our husbands can work their jobs and have the breaks they need and have opportunities to love the kids. We make it possible that our children have clean clothes and nourishing food and the opportunity to pursue their dreams. And we make it possible for ourselves to participate in self-care and a social life and work our careers and love our husbands well. Like Those are a lot of plates But we are given, I think God given, the tools and resources to do that. So owning our schedule, it may seem like, you know, why can't my husband do this? And in some families, that might be how it works. But I just believe that mom boss is like, it's such a revered title, not just in the workplace, but in our families that Mom's going to take care. Mom's going to make sure that all these things are where they need to be. And she's going to teach her kids how to do it as they get older. And that's a, it's a privilege. It's a skill. It's one of the reasons, honestly, Deanna, that I think our podcast exists because we want to equip women to know you have this in you. You can get it done. You can take breaks. You can pass this on to the rest of your family. Yeah, I Okay, so real talk, I'm in a different I'm I want <laughs> I want the equality. <laughs> I want because we do have I hear you loud and clear. I think there's some innate things in us um that cause us to step up in all these different areas. And in that I believe we train our partners and our husbands to 
take a step back. Sometimes, yes. And I am tired. <laughs> I just, I had told Eddie, I was like, I don't want to be nasty. I don't want to have an attitude about this or be um, cynical. But like, my son is going on his eighth grade trip this weekend. Both of us are on the same email list for the school. Okay. So the information is being distributed to everybody, you know, as far as the parents. And so yesterday I came home late, was exhausted. You know, he's sitting watching Netflix, which he has all the right to do because he just worked all day, but you know, I'm working and managing the kids and getting them where they need to be. Um, and I finally get home and I'm able to address some things for the home. It's like seven o'clock and I'm looking through the emails because I'm like, I got, we got to get this guy, this boy ready to go for the weekend. And he's going to a campsite. And I'm like, Eddie, can you, um, I need help getting quiet, ready to go for the weekend. And he's always willing to help. That's not even the issue, but he was like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> I said, I, I can't. I told him, I was like, I, that's not how I need you right now. I need you to take initiative and read these emails and figure out what you can do. That's yep. the kind of help I need. And so I, I am to the point where I am challenging him because I'm going to take ownership. I am sure I've trained you that that's what needs to happen. I need to tell you what to do and you're going to just do it, which he does. I can tell him, I can give him a list. He's going to, he's going to execute that list. But the kind of support, spousal support I need around our children, I need you to be as plugged in and we as a team figure out how to get these things done for them. And, you know, he got a little upset about it when I first said it. And I'm sure I didn't say it as nice as I could have, <laughs> but I was like, man, what I, I just need you to read the emails. <laughs> I said, because what you're asking me to do is read the emails and delegate. I am saying both of us read the emails and communicate to each other the part we're taking. That's what I need. (laughs) And he understood it. And you know what? He got to it and he started knocking some stuff out and I was knocking my stuff out. We kept communicating and he's like, okay, I'm about to handle this. Okay. And I'll tell him while I'm doing this, I'll make sure this is ready. That's the support I needed, you know? So, you know, we do, I think, have a natural tendency to just take the controls. Mm-hmm. And we, not even the tendency, but the ability. I am to the point now that I feel like I'm reaching a point of depletion because I've done it for 18 years. Well, the children are, well, well probably for 18 years, but definitely with the children for the 13 that I've had kids. And I'm like, I am expressing a need now. I'm expressing a need for you to be as plugged in, in these areas. Doesn't mean you got to do it. It doesn't mean you got to do it all, but let's both have our radars on what's going on with these kids and work together as a team to get it done. That was quite a rabbit trail. It was was important for us to have this discussion and empower some conversations in some homes around the type of support we need so that we're not always the one hitting brick walls, you know, anyway. And and not always the one figuring it out or pushing the ball. I I Mm -hmm. totally, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, yeah, I'm, 
I'm with you. I'm not going to add anything to that. I'm just with you. (laughs) Let's close then. So I think this question came from you. You said, how do we come back from a break? Because this is a part that I don't do very well. Because I know you've watched me. I'm not great at this. (laughs) I used to not do it well. And I'll tell you, when we lived in Illinois, I hated coming back from vacation. But part of it, I really think, was because I didn't enjoy where I lived. I really think that was part of it. Um, Not just because I now live in a vacation destination, (laughs) beautiful beach area, but um, I have learned that I, I will fall hard or get depressed or whatever because you're you're hopping back into real life, the family togetherness is gone, or heaven forbid, if you've got to get away with just your husband, that feeling of being, you know, carefree and romantic is gone. Um, that can be really harsh. You know, there if anyone watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> I, I often not. think <laughs> Well, you know, Buffy's friends basically raised her from the dead. It's a very pagan show. It is what it is. Um, (laughs) They raised her from the dead, and she lied to all of them and let them think that she had been in hell when really she had been in heaven. And she describes it as, you know, I can't even function here. Everything feels so cold and hard and violent. (laughs) And that's how it can be coming back from a break. Like, you're just like, this is too harsh. It's too much. You should have left me in heaven. Um, Yeah, we, you know, one of the things I do is like, and I'm doing this for next week, even when my, when my kids are on spring break and I am not, my grocery shopping was totally different. It's like mac and cheese and frozen pizzas next week, you guys, because you can take care of it. Mm -hmm. You're on a break, make your dinner, Mm -hmm. (laughs) make your lunch. Um, there are things with coming back from a break that we can forecast too. I'm going to let you talk about how do you plan your schedule, Deanna, so that you can do that a little bit less harshly and violently mm-hmm. when you come back. So traditionally speaking, when I come back from the break, from a break, I come back with a full calendar. And that's the mistake that I make because in my brain, I'm thinking I should be refreshed and ready to go full speed ahead once the break is over. And that has yet to be true. And so this time around, even though I did have a full work day, I did a very light homeschool day. So, you know, I knew that, okay, I can't go full speed ahead coming back. The work day was a lot, but it was manageable because I, I had some give in another area. It wasn't as bad as it was when I came back from the holidays. That was absolutely insanity. I feel like I needed another two weeks off after that, the first few days, because <laughs> I didn't, I just went, you know, 100% back in. And um, yeah. so folding back into my routine is really important after I've taken like a deep, you know, like some significant time off. I don't need it for like a day here and a day there, but when I'm off for like a week or two weeks or, you know, God bless, if I can get to a month, that'd be great. But, you know, just taking off a complete, you know, a vacation, the next couple of days, I need to fold back in them slowly before I um, hop on full speed ahead. So that's something I've had to learn just as recent as coming back off of spring break you know, last week. So that's me. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've made because I overshoot my capacity thinking that, Oh, I'll be refreshed. I'll be ready to go. And I am refreshed, but I'm not mentally 
ready to jump back in like that. And that I haven't respected that part of, of my, of my um, recuperation is the mental, you know, the part that I have to mentally engage back in it. I need time to, um, to (laughs) re-engage. How about that? Absolutely. And one of the things I'm going to do for myself the next time I take a break, um, a lot of times we schedule out our social media posts during, during our break. I'm going to schedule the first few days after I'm back next time because it's hard for me to get back. When I break from it, I really, I could give it up by the time I'm done breaking for it. Like forget all this, I'm done. So scheduling for two, three days after I get back, that's going to be key for me because it gives me a chance to just like (sighs) re-embrace it. (laughs) That's a really good idea. So you're not, I actually, I go back and forth with figuring out, do I want to continue to post on social media while I'm on break? You know, cause I can automate that, you know, I can have them, have them right. autom- um, auto post while I'm gone. And I did try that this time. And um, the temptation is to engage with the comments and engage with the mm. direct messages. And I'm like, you know, I want to keep my, social media platforms active, but I feel like I'm going to now have to bring in a Brandon or somebody to actually manage the, that content and, you know, let my audience know, Hey, Brandon's going to be the voice you hear while I take vacation and just empower her to do it instead of me plugging in because I, I want to continue to put stuff out there, but I can't, I can't engage on it because that's actually, it's working against what I'm trying to do. I don't have a problem doing it on my personal profiles because I'm just sharing with, you know, friends and family at that point. But business wise, I've, I've, I've tried both. I've tried not doing it at all, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then I tried not, I've tried to just automate it and see what that felt like. And I mean, it was fine. I just had to consistently fight my desire to um, go on and see what people were saying and how they were. And I literally had to take the apps off my phone for a few days just so I wouldn't see it. So. Well, Deanna, I feel like we got to some good content here. I hope that our audience feels like these are some attainable tips for them. We hope that you all have a break planned somewhere (laughs) in your near future. (laughs) Let us know what you do. What do you do to take a break? What's working for you? What's not working for you? How are you about to um, spend your summer? You know, I one day we can do a show on maybe just business rhythms and, you know, just go quarter by quarter to help you identify what each quarter of the year even feels like in regards to your business. Which quarters do you need to slow down? Which quarters are you going to be heavy with selling? You know, I think that's a show. So maybe we'll just put a little pin in that, but we'd love to hear how you as a woman, as a mom and as a boss mom plan and forecast your breaks and vacations and um, hit us up um, in comments and our social media email us, all that jazz. Let us hear from you. We'd love it. Thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you again next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Life Podcast. 
If you heard anything that encouraged, inspired, or served you in any way, please take a moment to leave a review and a rating in order to help us share our message with other women just like you. You can find Kelly and me on our socials at Kel of a Story and Refreshed Moms. Remember, if you need help balancing your family life with your business in order to find the time you need to make the money you desire, grab my three-step time management toolkit I created just for moms at refreshmoms.com forward slash find your time. Let's connect again soon, okay? Bye for now. Bye.